0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. There is a hymn written by Martin Luther that details the Christmas story. In our hymnals, the hymn has 15 verses, and one of those verses says, Welcome to earth, O noble guest, through whom the sinful world is blessed. You came to share my misery, that you might share your joy with me. Today we consider that welcome given to our Lord. The Holy Evangelist Luke writes, And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. If we look closely at these verses in the original language in which it was written, we will see something about this passage we don't clearly see in English. First off, the word for laying down, Mary laid him, is a word used in three other places by Luke. Each time it is used in the context of reclining to receive a meal. In Jesus' day, you didn't have chairs like we do today. People sat cross-legged, or they had cushions. I usually think about something like beanbags or large pillows or divans, which are low to the ground, cot-like beds. People would lay on these and eat in a relaxed way. Tables were likely lower to the ground, and people often spent more time at the table together, like many families do, but only at meals like Thanksgiving and so forth today. Now add to this that Jesus is laid down in a manger. He's reclining in a feeding trough. And when I was a kid, I thought a manger was a kind of crib, and that is certainly how Mary and Joseph use it. But mangers in Bethlehem were often large stone blocks where a hole was cut out like a bowl. In the manger was put the food for the animals to eat, such as hay. This provided a makeshift bed for Jesus to recline. Jesus laid where the animals ate. Why? Well, there was no place for them in the inn or guest house. There was no space in the house for Mary, Joseph, and the baby. A guest room or an inn is set up to receive guests. It's meant to provide them a place to sleep or recline, to stay and even eat. But since there's no room for them, they stay elsewhere. And Jesus is welcomed into this world in a lowly place. He is received as a guest at a table that belongs to cattle. And all this happens in Bethlehem. Uh, Micah says of this town that it is too little to be among the clans of Judah. Uh, That is to say, that the tribe of Judah doesn't divide their family tree down far enough to have Bethlehem Ephrathah be a distinct family group. Yet this little town gets the honor of having Jesus born there. This town that bears the name House of Bread houses the Savior, in a feeding box. The Savior who has come to feed the world with His own life. Jesus takes up residence in our world, a guest to humanity, for He does not reside in the world, but outside it. Yet He comes to dwell among us and reside with us as a guest who has poor accommodations. He comes as a guest who has come to provide us with the bread of life. He comes as a guest, but he is the true giver of all this good. He comes to bless us rather than to be served by us. He comes to provide rather than be provided. The language in Luke points us toward this and reminds us that Jesus laying down here as a guest reclining at a different kind of table has come to set a table before us providing us with the bread of life in the house of bread so that we might recline at his table with him. Jesus, the guest to our world, has become the meal and host who treats us as the guest, providing for us what we need, a meal and a place to rest our head. He invites us to his table, not just the table here on Sunday mornings, but that eternal banquet that continues in the resurrection. He came into this world as a baby to sacrifice for you and me. He came to bring us new life. He came to prepare a place for us to live with Him, to have a room in the new heaven and earth, to be His eternal guest as He hosts us in His Father's house, Forever. How sad that our welcome of Jesus is so poor and underwhelming. And I don't mean the lack of room for him. That his place as guest is in an animal's feeding trough. I mean that even today we have so little room for Jesus in our lives and hearts. It's not that we don't welcome him or that we don't have a place for him. I mean, we do, but it's not the best accommodations we could provide. We hardly treat him as the king of the universe. We often take him and his word for granted. Such are our self-centered hearts. And yet Jesus does not destroy us in that moment. He does not strike out from the manger at humanity for our irreverence and disrespect. Instead, he suffers humiliation. And he suffers the pains of this world. He joins with us in the sufferings you and I see and experience throughout our life in this world. He suffers for you and me. He even comes into our poor and selfish lives and lives with us and through His Spirit abides in us. He comes into our lowly and defiled world. He comes into our unclean lives which have little room for Him and He delivers you and me. He rescues us out of this world of sin and death. He delivers us from certain destruction. And there is much rejoicing in heaven Over this, the angels cannot be quiet over this great news or about this miracle. They cannot be silent over the grace and mercy of God given to you and me. Despite our welcome, the heavens break forth in great song as the heavenly hosts sing of God's mighty work. They sing, they rejoice. And so we should do so too. For Jesus comes to bring peace. He comes to establish peace with you and me. He comes to end the war humanity began in the Garden of Eden. He comes to prepare a place for you in his flesh. And the nail marks in his pierced side. To die in your place and mine. So that we would not be destroyed or lost. But that you and I would be forever delivered from sin and evil. He comes to create a place in His kingdom for you and me to save us from this world of suffering and sorrows by living in it, dying for us, and rising to declare His deliverance. Jesus has come and you are delivered. By His blood shed and life given, He has prepared a guest room in His kingdom As he came to abide with you and me in this world, so now he abides with us here in this place. He goes forth from here by his word with you, dwelling in your life through his word. He lives with you by his promises and baptism. He even eats with you as he feeds you at his table as his guest. This is the feeding trough that he established for you to give you a greater food and meal. This is the table at which we belong. This is the feeding trough of life and salvation where Jesus himself lays down to give you rest that you might eat of him. his body, his blood, the very bread of life come to give you eternal life. Come to bring you into his house where he is the better bread. Our Lord and God came and still comes to rescue and deliver, to bring you peace and life, to restore you and uplift you so that you would forever live with him having a place in his house of life. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in grace, Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.